today we're celebrating 100 years with Sister Pal. And we're so proud that she has not only been here, but she has been an inspiration for all the years that I've known her. I had the privilege of being her pastor for 42 years, and I'm sure Brother Looper will have more to say about that, but uh, we're so thankful to have Sister Powell. And I was sitting here, I wanted to say this before I announced the pastor, uh, trying to figure how many uh, that are here in the church that are older than I am. And the best I could figure, and this is counting my wife, there's, I think there is 11 people in the church here today that's older than I am. So I want all of you that are older than me to keep living, keep doing good, keep coming to church because I want to stay as young as I can as long as I can. Amen. I believe, me and Brother Cooper just mentioned it, I believe that uh, Brother Richard Wybarbo is the only man left that was uh, here in the church when I came here in 1966. And uh, I was 29 years old. I was one of the smartest people that I knew when I came here. And I don't know how it happened, but the older I get, I figure out the dumber I am. I used to know the answer to all the questions, but now I don't even know the question anymore. But I I wanted to say this this morning as I announce our pastor, Brother Looper. He preached at Youth Rally yesterday, and I would absolutely say it is preached one of the best sermons that I have ever heard. And I've been preaching over 62 years, and I've heard a lot of sermons. And it was absolutely one of the best that I've ever heard. And so you ought to be thankful for a pastor that God anoints and that he has a concern and the love for the young people. And it's evident that he loves us that are a little older. And, and I'm glad to have my other granddaughter, one of my other granddaughters here, Emily, she run off up to, I don't know where she lives, in Kentucky or Tennessee or Indiana, somewhere up there. But we're glad she's here. Let's give our pastor a big hand clap as he comes this morning. Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. Let's give a hand clap of praise to the Lord this morning. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. How many is glad to be in the house of the Lord today? Thank the Lord. While you're standing, why don't you step across the aisle, turn around to someone close to you, let them know that we're glad they're in the house of the Lord today. Make sure you greet all of our guests in Jesus' name.
Praise the Lord. Everybody again, give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Let God know we're glad for the opportunity to be in His house today. Amen. Let me make some announcements before we get into the Word of the Lord. Number one, it is so good to see all of our guests that are here today. Glad that you're in the house of God. Everybody give our guests a good hand clap today. Amen. Turn in your Bibles to Luke chapter 11. Luke chapter 11. Along with Brother Duplessy, we're so glad today to be celebrating Sister Powell's 100th birthday. That's today at 2 o'clock at the gym. Amen. Glad she's able to be here with us this morning. Praise God. It is, it is the first time that I've ever attended, or it will be the first time that I've ever attended a 100th birthday party. Now, uh, her, uh, I think her birthday is about, is it about 10 days or so? Somewhere, somewhere around there. And uh, the reason why we're doing it early is because we are leaving Friday for Israel and uh, going to be gone 10 days. And so the next weekend uh, that was available was already the next weekend that was our, that was available was already unavailable, and uh, so um, we're going to celebrate that today, and uh, we're looking forward to that. So remember that at two o'clock over at the gym, we're going to have a great time of fellowship, and uh, we'll see you there. So I ask you to pray for us, and uh, I will be here, of course, this morning, tonight, and I'll be here this week and Wednesday night. And uh, I will not be here next weekend or the following weekend. We will be going uh, over to Israel. So I, pr- I ask you to pray for us. Uh, those, um, those Arabs are shooting those rockets over in that area. And uh, we want the Lord to protect us. Of course, they do that all the time. And uh, we want the Lord to protect us and bring us home safe. I don't know, I don't know if you go to heaven from... Old Jerusalem to New Jerusalem, if it's a shorter trip or not, but we really don't want to find out. I would prefer to go from Texas in about another 120 years. But so, so pray for us. I think there is uh, 14 of us from here at the church going, and uh, then there's uh, I think 100 and 105 of us going. And uh, I told Brother Laster, I said, now, now we're all going to be on that same plane. And so if anything happens and that plane goes down, just hold tight because there'll be a lot of churches open. And uh, so anyway, but we pray that the Lord will give us a safe trip and bring us back home safe. And so due to the, uh, the uh, things that are going on this week, um, we will put kingdom class off until when I get back and I will let you know um, at a later date what what that will be. We want to remember to pray for Sister Armstrong. Um, she's unable to be here with us, and uh, they had to put her in the nursing home this week, so let's pray for her and their family that the Lord would touch her. She's been suffering many years with a terrible disease. We ask God that he would help and touch her. I want to remind you of choir practice tonight at 515. Don't forget that. We are also glad to have Emily here with us today. And, of course, she's not a guest. She's just off doing foreign mission work in a foreign land. 
And I know it does her heart good to be able to come back to the great state of Texas occasionally. And we're glad to have her here. Good to see Mickey here. We thank God uh, that the Lord kept his hand over Rex last night. Had a little accident on the ball court. And uh, we thank the Lord that he is okay today and able to be with us. So Luke chapter number 11. Luke chapter number 11, verse number 9 through 13. We will read there. I want to say thank you also for all those who went to the youth rally. We had a great time. Friday night was great. Yesterday the service was wonderful. Thank the Lord for that and for everyone that participated in that. Thank you so much for all of you that did not come. No thanks to you for helping me out at all. Verse number 9, And I say unto you, ask it, ask and it shall be given unto you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be open unto you. For everyone that asketh receiveth, and him that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be open. If a son shall ask bread of any of you that is a father, will he give him a stone? Or if he shall ask a fish, will he for a fish give him a serpent? Or if he shall ask an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If ye then, if ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? Let's put our Bibles down. Let's lift our hands and our voices toward heaven and ask God to help us today. God, we're depending on you. Our faith, our confidence, our trust, and our hope is in you. I pray, God, for the anointing of the Holy Ghost. I pray, Lord, that you would touch every heart, touch every soul, move in every life, draw us nearer to you, God. All for your praise and your glory and your honor. Let's give him worship and praise in his house today. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Lord bless you. You may be seated. I will, I'm going to do probably a little more teaching this morning than preaching, but I felt this on my heart. I want to share it with you today. And uh, this is no new thing. This is a lot of scriptures that I've used in the past and I will use in the future. And things that I've talked about in the past and I will talk about in the future. But I want to talk to you about prayer this morning and the power that is in prayer. I, 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 um, I know without a shadow of a doubt that prayer works. Is there a witness in the house today? How many has ever prayed a prayer that's been answered? Amen. Amen. I, I am thankful for the power that, that is in prayer. Now, now if you look in Luke chapter 11, you will find that this previous reading to what we read this morning is Jesus teaching His disciples after they asked, Lord, teach us to pray. He begins to teach them what we know is commonly known as the Lord's Prayer. After He gets through with that, He goes into describing to them and telling them things that they as individuals must do in their prayer and walking with God. 
He said, I say unto you, ask, now this, this is not, this, this is just Jesus making a statement. He said, ask and it shall be given you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened. Then he, then he goes back and he affirms that again by saying, for everyone that asketh receiveth. And he that seeketh findeth. And to him that knocketh, it shall be open. He makes a statement and then he reaffirms a statement that he has made, promising us as individuals, if we would pray, if we would ask, if we would seek, and if we would knock, that he would hear and he would answer our requests that we have made known unto him. And then he goes into describing it like this, like us as children. And um, for, <clears throat> for he said, if a son shall ask bread of you that is a father. Now, he asked them the question, said you that are fathers, if your son would ask bread, what would you give him in return? Now, we've already had a good illustration of that. This morning, when I asked all the children to come up that had a birthday in May. Now, I'm not good at remembering birthdays, but I did not remember that Parker's birthday was in May. And But he came up here. And when he come up here, did you actually think I wasn't going to let him stick his hand in the money jar? <clears throat> and that's just the grandpa. So how much more a father? Now, if it would have been one of my children, I might would have said, hey, it's not your birthday. Go sit down. But Ben's, it's a grandchild. You let them, you let them do that. And then their parents can correct them when they go home. But there is, there is something that God has placed in us as individuals that we care for our children. And so when we care for our children, what they ask of us, we try desperately to provide. And some of us might even go further than we should and provide for them things that they don't even need. But he's, he is making a, an illustration said, and, and if you ask, if you ask, if your child asks for bread, what will you give him in return? What he is referring to is whatever you ask God. That's exactly what God wants to do for you. Amen. What he is making reference to is that just like you want to be good, and just like you want to bless, and just like you want to help, and just like you want to provide for your children, Jesus Christ, our Father, our Lord, our Savior, wants to give us the good things that we need in life. Amen. We're not serving a mean God tonight, today. Amen. God's not a big booger bear looking down his long nose waiting on us to mess up. That's not the God that we serve today. But we're serving a Savior that went to Calvary and shed his blood on a cross. That where we would have the opportunity to be here and worship and praise and glorify His name. I'm glad I'm serving a God that wants to bless me. Amen. Some people think 
that serving God means you've got to walk around with your head hung down. Like there's, there's nothing good in life going to, to happen to you. Amen. But I, I beg to differ with that. Uh, we are, we are the head and not the tail. Amen. We are the blessed and not the cursed. Amen. We are those who have hope and not those who have no hope. Because while we are the children of God, we are blessed by God. We have taken on His name and water baptism. God wants to hear you. God wants to help you. God wants to bless you. God wants to raise you up. God wants to pick you up. God wants to give you the good gifts that He has in store for us. Amen. Amen. Prayer. Prayer works. Amen. There is no, no, uh, there is no hesitation in my spirit today when I talk about prayer working because I've already seen what prayer can do. Now, if we know and God has promised us, as the Word of God has said, all you've got to do is ask. All you've got to do is seek. All you've got to do is knock. And we know that He will open to us. And and He that asketh receiveth. He that seeketh findeth. He that knocketh it shall be open unto us. Now, if we know all of this, why? Let me ask us a question today. Why is it so difficult for us to find time to pray? Why it's why is it so difficult for us to stop by? The church through the week. Amen. The church was never meant to just be open on Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night. The church was meant to be called a house of what? A house of prayer. That's what God's church is supposed to be called. So what are we supposed to do? The Bible said I would that men would pray always. Lifting up holy hands without wrath and without doubting. Amen. The Bible tells us that the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. In James chapter number 5 and verses 13 through 16 says, Is any among you afflicted? Let him pray. Is any merry? Let him sing psalms. If it is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed any sins, they shall be forgiven him. Confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that you may be healed The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Now the Bible says, if any among you afflicted, let him pray. Now, now there is something about prayer that it seems like we do our best prayer when we're in trouble. We pray the most when when we're in the midst of a trial. That's the reason why God lets somebody go through trials continually. Because sometimes that's the only way that He can hear from us. 
But I want to tell you what you have got to do is build a relationship with God that draws you to prayer. What is prayer? Prayer is our communication line to our Savior. If we love Him, we want to talk to Him. No relationship works without communication. You can't have a good relationship. You might live together. You might exist. But you will not have a good relationship with your spouse if you do not have a communication line with them. Passing each other in the hallway, never speaking, never taking time to feel what each other feels and discuss each other's thoughts. Amen. It's just empty. It's hollow. And that's the way some people's relationship with God is. You pass each other at church. That's the only time God hears from us when we're in trouble or when we are in church. But I want to encourage you today. There is power in prayer. There is a boost for your relationship with God. If you understand, if I will just go by the house of God during the week and spend a few moments in time talking to God, visiting with God, communing with God, that God will hear and God will answer and God will open up to my needs. And supply my need according to his riches that is in glory. Amen. How long? Now I want to ask you a question today that you do not have to publicly answer. But I want you to answer it in your spirit today. How long has it been that you've made special trips to the house of God just to pray? Not because you were in trouble. Not because your bank account was turned upside down. Not because you was about to lose your job. Not because that all all uh, trouble was breaking loose in your life. But you just stopped by the church just to stop by and tell him, Jesus, I don't need anything today. But I just wanted to to take a little bit of time to tell you how much I love you, how much I appreciate you, and how much you mean to me. Now answer that question in your mind today. How long has it been? I want to tell you prayer is an important part of our walk with God. Walk prayer, talking to God, helps us to live for God. Prayer and talking to God helps us to stay holy and consecrated to God. Prayer and talking to God helps us to see the right things, speak about the right things, do the right things, make the right decision. Amen. Be faithful to the house of God. That's what a relationship with God will do in all of our lives. You're a little bit tight this morning, so I must be hitting it right on the head. Amen. Prayer works. What we need to do is do more of it. The Bible says in this afflicted, what does, what does the Bible mean when it's talking about afflicted? Is any among you afflicted? Lots of times we think that that's just talking about 
We're afflicted with the disease, but it's not just talking about that. It's saying to undergo hardship. I want to tell you, if you know it or not, we are in a warfare. Amen. There is a war going on. There is a devil that is alive, that is real, that is trying to destroy each and every one of our lives, our children's life, our spouse's life. The devil is trying to ruin and wreck and destroy everything that he possibly can. That is good. Amen. We are going through hardship every day of our lives life. So what do we need to do? The Bible said, let that man pray. Amen. There's not a time where we slack up on praying. There is not a time where we need to relax in our prayer life, in our walk with God. How often should a man pray? Every day a man ought to pray. That's good preaching right there. That's the truth right there. Every day we are to talk to God. Amen. And not just in passing. I know some days we're busy. And some days are things that come up. Some days you forget. Some days you're carried about with all kinds of trouble and activities. Amen. And we pray in passing. God, Lord, driving down the road, please help me, God. I've missed my prayer time. But God, I'll do better tomorrow. Amen. But we allow these things to be an, a, a part of our life. To where it becomes just what we're used to. Amen. But I want to tell you today, don't ever get used to missing your prayer every day with God. Amen. Let there always be a convicting power of the Holy Ghost that convicts us to a place that we want to go. I've got to go to the church. I've got to go to the prayer room. I've got to fall on my knees. I've got to lay before God. I've got to talk to Him today. Amen. People wonder why they struggle. Why they have such a difficult time living for God. Why am I going through such trials? Why why does it always seem that it's a struggle? Amen. I'm a firm believer that living for God is not a hard life. Amen. The way that you make living for God is a hard life is not paying attention when you come to the house of God. Amen. The house of God is not a place that we just run around and talk to each other whenever we get ready. The house of God is not a place where we update our Facebook page or our Instagram page. The house of God is not a place where we conduct business. Amen. The house of God is a place where we come to hear from God. We come to worship God. We come to magnify God. We come to get in tune with God. We come to hear what God would say to us as individuals. How we could strengthen our walk and our dedication and communication with God. Amen. Amen. I'm a firm believer. People don't hear half of what I'm saying. Maybe a quarter of what I'm saying. Amen. Because they're too busy doing other things. And we've all been guilty at different times. Because I've, I've made announcements. Of people say, I, I didn't know that was going on. I said, well, we just put it on the screen and we said it from the pulpit about ten times. And I don't know how you missed it. And I understand the reason why you are struggling in your walk with God is you don't have a prayer life. And I want to tell you. The Word of God has already promised us that He would hear and answer our prayer. 
But we have got to make our request known unto God. Amen. When you go to prayer, you don't just sit there and meditate. Well, he knows every thought of my mind. Boy, that's a dangerous thing to think about. He knows what I need even before I ask. But what does the Word of God says? Ask, and you shall receive. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be open unto you. It does not say just sit there and meditate on the goodness of God and say God's going to give me everything I need. No, God wants you to open your mouth and talk to Him. Now, my wife and myself has been married a long time. Amen. A long time. Many, many years we have been married. And so we, we know each other pretty well. And we know what the other's thinking lots of times before it ever comes out of the other's mouth. But you know when we're talking and we're communicating about something... I can't sit there and say, okay, read my mind. And I said, okay. And she says, oh, I want to say something, but I'm just going to let you read my mind. And I start reading her mind. Boy, when I try to do that, it's real cluttered up there. But see, that does not work. Neither does it work with God. Amen. What do we do in the prayer room before service? I try to tell you men. I try to tell you ladies. Of course, I don't visit the ladies' prayer room too often. But I try to tell you, you have got to open your mouth. You have got to make your request be known. Amen. Brother Aaron told me one time, tell on him a little bit. He told me one time, he said, you do such a good job praying. I just sit over in their chair and say, me too, God, whatever he says, that's exactly what I want. Amen. But you see what, you, you, you understand what happens when people start opening their mouth. Now, now when we come to the house of God to have church, everybody just sits there and everybody just sits there just relaxed and all quiet. You know, not a lot happens, does it? We call that dead church. That's how we describe that. But you let somebody start lifting their hands and worshiping God. You let somebody start singing the praises of God. You let somebody start giving God glory. You let somebody start praying out loud to God. Then what starts? Something starts moving in the house of God. Amen. I want to tell you, God's not scared of noise. In fact, God really likes noise. Because he said, make a joyful noise unto me all ye lands. Amen. Come before the Lord with singing and thanksgiving. Giving him praise and glory and honor. 
Amen. When we lift up our voice. I come to tell you, church, when we start lifting up our voice in prayer, when we start spending extra time in the house of God, talking to God, that's when we're going to see our needs met. That's when we're going to see our children saved. That's when we're going to see revival break out. Amen. Because God hears. God answers. God opens shut doors when the children of God begin to pray. Everybody clap your hands under the Lord. Amen. Amen. The Bible says now, now this is what, this is the reason why we have prayer in church. This is the reason why you are to call for prayer. Amen. Don't let the pastor sit around praying and seeking God and God leading him and guiding him to everyone that is sick. But the Bible says, if any is any among you sick, let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with all in the name of the Lord and the prayer of faith shall save the sick. If you're sick, you need to call for prayer. Well, I've already got prayed for. How many's ever been to the doctor more than once? It's amazing. People can go sit in the doctor's office for hours. How many's ever been and they just got you right in when they said they was going to? Man, that does not happen very often. Most of the time you sit there and you sit there and you How many's ever been to the emergency room? I wonder, I wonder, I just wonder how much we would see God do Instead of sitting there waiting on a doctor, we'd go on our face before God and pray for that long. Well, who do we have the most faith in? Who can actually heal? Who can actually make whole? The doctor can't heal you. The doctor can prescribe you medicine. The doctor can sew up your wounds. But it's still up to God in the end to do the work. Amen. But we we offer God a five-cent prayer and we expect a five-million-dollar miracle. Amen. But if we would spend the time in prayer seeking the face of God, believing in God, having faith in God. It's amazing to me how powerful doctors are. Whatever they tell you to do, oh, I got to do that. Man, if they tell you to be here at a certain time, you got to be there at a certain time. If the preacher says prayer meeting starts at 7 or at 6.30, I can be there whenever. <laughs> well, praise God. We put more faith in the hands of flesh than we do in the prayer. We, everybody still knows that prayer works. Amen. Everybody had that. Has prayer ever worked for you? All right. Now, don't leave me now. Don't walk away from me. Don't leave me out here in the middle of the sea. I'm telling you that prayer will still work. If we would put as much confidence in the things of God and our faith in God to believe I'm going to spend time every day 
talking to God. I'm just going to put God. Why don't you just test God and see what God will do for you? Why don't you just spend time in prayer every day next week and see what God will do? See if God won't work. See if God won't deliver. See if God won't heal. See if God won't break the chains. I'm telling you today that prayer will still work. Amen. Let them call for the elders of the church. Well, I got prayed six, I got prayed for six months ago and it didn't work. You been to the doctor since then? You go back, it didn't work. You go back, it didn't work. You go back, it didn't work. You go back, it still didn't work. You go back. You keep going faithfully because you have confidence that one day he's going to get it right and you're going to do better. Amen. What I'm telling you is keep knocking on heaven's door. Don't buy what the devil is selling. Well, you done been up there and got prayer. You done, you've already called for the elders of the church. You've already got prayed for that. No, but I didn't get my miracle. So what am I going to do? I'm going to get prayed for again. I'm going to take it before the throne of grace again. I'm going to talk to God about, about it all over again. It didn't happen yesterday, but it can happen today. If it don't happen today, I'm going to believe God to do it tomorrow. Amen. Prayer will still work. Prayer will move mountains. Prayer will open doors. Prayer will heal the sick. Prayer will set free the captive because it works. Amen. 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 To undergo hardship, to be afflicted, to endure afflictions, to suffer trouble. So if any man among you is going through hardship, if you're having trouble in living for God, if you're having trouble in living holy, if you're having trouble in being faithful to the house of God, I wish everybody in here would go to the Lord and pray that God some way, somehow would stir up in me a greater desire to be faithful to God, the work of God and God's house. God, stir me up. Amen. I want God to convict me if I miss the house of God for no reason. Well, praise God. I want the Holy Ghost to grab hold of my heart. Why? Because I am in this to be saved. And the only way we're going to be saved is being faithful to God. Amen. If you pray, if you pray, God will draw you closer to Him. If you pray, God will bless you. The Bible says it's God's good will that we would be in health and prosper. God wants you to be healthy. God wants you to prosper. God does not have any, any joy in seeing you struggle financially. Everybody that lives for God don't have to be poor. Abraham wasn't poor. Job wasn't poor. David wasn't poor. Solomon wasn't poor. But we've got this mentality, oh, woe is me, I'm a child of God. Blessed is me because I am a child of the King of kings and the Lord of lords. My father owns a cattle on a thousand hills. My, my father owns the bank. My father owns... 
My father's in control. My father wants to bless me. My father wants... Hallelujah to God. You've got to change your mentality. Amen. And realize God is wanting to bless you. Amen. 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 Praise God. Praise God. It's God's good will, young people, that you're blessed of God. It's God's good will that you marry right. It's God's good will that you be healthy. It's God's good will that you make a whole lot of money. Now you say, oh, money is the root of all evil. If there was no money, we wouldn't have this building. If there was no money, there'd be no cars in that parking lot. If there was no money, there'd be no houses to go home today. If there was no money, we'd have no food to eat today. You've got to change your mentality. Amen. Your, your, your thinking, your thinking has been corrupt by, by what you think the devil, the devil wants to, well, my mom and daddy didn't have anything, so I'm not going to have anything. No, no, that ought to put a desire in you. We live in America, brother. And beside that, we got God on our side. There is nothing that we cannot accomplish or do. Amen. God wants to bless you. What you've got to do is you've got to come in the house of God and walk through the church when ain't nobody here and say, God, where is the blessings coming out at, God? Let me find, let me find where it's being poured out at. Let me get right over here. God, is it right here? I want to tell you where you're going to find the blessings of God at. Amen. It's down on your knees seeking the face of God, saying, God, I'm not coming for an offering. God, I'm coming to give you praise. I'm coming to be a relationship with you. Why? Because I understand that prayer works. Amen. Prayer will keep me. Prayer will hold me. Prayer will protect me. Prayer will guide me. Hallelujah to God. Hallelujah. 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 Don't buy what the devil's selling. Getting by. On a Sunday night blessing. Amen. You need to come to the house of God. And you need to pray until you speak in other tongues. How long has it been? Since you just spoke in other tongues. As the Spirit of the Lord gives the others. It's not a one time deal. It's not a one-time opportunity. Oh, it felt good when I got the Holy Ghost. Can I tell you today, if you would get a relationship with God in prayer, when you're in here by yourself, praying and talking to God, amen, I... I was, I was, the, the other day we was in revival with brother, brother Bryant, and, uh, I was out of town and the insurance lady come by, and, uh, they were assessing the building and going through the building and everything, and so, when they come in, I, I, I called and had had one of the girls to go through and open everything for them where they could see it. And uh, they opened. Well, when they walked in the lobby, they, she could hear this guy screaming and hollering and carrying on. She said, what is he doing? They said, oh, I said, that's the evangelist. He's in there praying a little bit. Oh, God, 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 <laughs> And carrying on like that. Man, if you ever heard him pray, he, he tears it up. 
just, just he prays about like he preaches, just screaming and hollering and a jumping and a bucking and a running. She opened the back door and he's running across the front, jumping and a shouting. Said, "What? What did you say he's doing? Well, he's praying. He meant you say that don't feel that that's not." That's not necessary. I want to tell you, when you start getting that relationship with God, when you start talking to God, something starts moving on the inside of you. I can't help it. I can't, I can't hold my peace. Why? I'm talking to my friend. I'm talking to my Savior. I'm talking to the love of my life. And it still does something on the inside of me. I can't hold my peace. I can't be still. I can't hold my tongue still. Why? Because I'm talking to my Lord. You say, oh, that's not for me. You ought to try it. It might be for you. You've been missing out. Oh, you've been missing out all your life. It is for you. Don't buy into what the devil is telling you. Don't buy into the lies of the devil that says you can't speak in tongues, that you can't have deliverance, that you can't have victory. I come to preach to you today. You just pray. You pray until you pray through. You pray until you break through. It's going to work. Keep on knocking. Keep on seeking. Keep on going to the well. God's going to open the door. Amen. 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 The Bible says the effectual, effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Amen. You could read this scripture as saying a prayer of a just man. Brings divine energy. The prayer of a just man stirs up the divine energy of God. Till God is sitting on His throne saying, Woo! Man, I like what I what I hear. Amen. The Bible talks about the sacrifices going up before God. Amen. What stunk in the nostrils of man was a sweet Savior in the nostrils of God. What the world calls foolishness was Brother Bryant walking around here screaming and flopping in the floor. Amen. But to God, the world says that's crazy. You don't have to pray like that. But to God, he's looking, oh, I see something I like. I hear something I like. I want to bless. I want to give. I want to pour out my spirit. I want to bless that man. I'm telling you today that God wants to bless you. But you've got to open up your mouth in prayer. And pray and seek the face of God. And go to Him over and over and over and over again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. With that prayer of a just man. Woo! That prayer of a just man. That prayer of a righteous man. That prayer of a holy man. Oh, and it seems like all the world is crumbling around you. I just go to God. When it seems like trouble is on every side, I just go to God. When it seemed like I don't know what to do, I do know what to do. And I go to God. 
Amen. When everything is going smooth, I still go to God. When everything is going right in my life, I, I still go to God. Because why? I have a relationship with Him that draws me into a place of prayer and communication with Him. Hallelujah. Let's lift our hands and pray and worship God as they come to the music this morning. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, why don't you lift your voice right now? Lift your voice like you love Him. Lift your voice like you want to praise Him. Lift your voice like you want to glorify His name. Magnify Him. Lift Him up. Lift your voice like He's done something for you. Lift your voice like He's filled you with the Holy Ghost. Lift your voice like He's allowed you to be baptized in His wonderful name. Lift your voice like He's healed you when you were sick. Lift your voice like He gave you a job when you needed a job. Lift your voice like He's put money in your bank account when you are broke. Lift your voice like He's put food on your table when you had no food. Give Him praise and glory. Hallelujah! Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When you pray, God will give you convictions of your own. When you pray, God, don't get scared. I'm just really hot right now. Amen. I'm not going to continue on longer. When you pray, God will stir up a burning desire in you for a love for the things of God. The Bible says we have not. Why? Because we ask not. I've had times, not too many times, but I have had times in my life where my children, I knew they wanted. I knew, I knew that they, they wanted a certain thing. But I, I would not, I would not get it and I would not give it to them and I would not take them there because they did not ask. And so I've waited on them to eventually get up enough desire, enough determination, enough want to, to ask. And I say, sure. And they're amazed. Well, I didn't think you'd, you'd do that. I said, I've been waiting on you to ask. How many times has God been sitting there waiting? He's already got the blessing packaged up. Some of you have lost your faith today in how much God wants to do for you. He's already got, he's already got the blessing packaged up. And He's already got it wrapped up just perfect. And it's got your name signed on it. And you just go through the day. Woe is me. Woe is me. Woe is me. Woe is me. And all of a sudden you go to the Lord and ask Him. And He said, here, I, I got it right here for you. I've had it all the time. The Bible said that He sent His disciples across to the other side of the lake. He went up into the mountains to pray. While He was up in the mountains to pray and they were in the midst of the lake, a great storm come by 
You know what the Bible says? That Jesus was up there watching them rowing and tolling for the winds was contrary. And He just watched. And He just watched. And He just waited. And He just let them do their own thing. But all of a sudden, they begin to cry out with fear. And Jesus said, that's all I'm waiting on. He comes off of the mountain. He steps out in the midst of the sea and starts walking to them on the water. I've come to tell you today, all God's waiting on is you. All God's waiting on is you. You're not hearing me. You're not hearing me. You need to listen to what God's trying to say. Oh, I've heard that before. Amen. But all God is waiting on is you to say, God, here I am. I need a miracle. I need a touch. I need deliverance. I need help. I need a relationship. He's already got it. He's already got it. He's watching them. He's watching them. They're trying to paddle their own canoe. Amen. Some of you are trying to do life on your own. You were never meant to do life on your own. You were meant to do life with God. And God is saying, here I am. All you got to do is ask. I'm just waiting to hear your voice. I'm just waiting on your prayer. I'm just waiting on you to knock. I'm waiting on you to seek. I'm waiting on you to ask. And when you start knocking, and when you start seeking, and when you start asking, God says, here I come. The miracle's on the way. Deliverance is on the way. Help is on the way. Hallelujah. The way I want to close this service this morning is, I want to allow you that need something from God. That really want to make some changes. And really want to make some commitments to God. And you really want to start on that journey of prayer with God. I know we all pray. But I do know this, we could all pray more. I know we all have a relationship with God, but we can strengthen that relationship with God. I want everybody to right now to step out from where you're standing. And make your way to this front. Line up across this front. Get just as close to the front as you can. Lift your hands toward heaven and say, God, from this moment on, I'm going to ask louder. I'm going to seek longer. And I'm going to knock on heaven's door stronger than I've ever had before. God, right now, right now, touch every heart. Touch every soul. Move in every life, God. I want to tell you the Holy Ghost is in this place right now. If you need deliverance, if you need salvation, the Bible tells us in Acts chapter 2 and verse number 38, it says, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. God's got something good for you today. God's got help for you today. God's got deliverance for you today. God's got salvation for you today. God's got a miracle for you today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice right now. 
Reach out to God right now. God, you're my help. You're my hope. You're my strength. You're my everything. prayer today. Use faith in your prayer today. I believe you, God. I believe you, God. I believe you, God. Holy Ghost touch right now.